Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Robert teaches through God's Word. recognize we we need to be able to see you know faithful as listeners and as speakers if you're speaking for God be careful be careful make sure you represent his heart as you present his truth that's one of the critical mistakes that I see Christians make many times not representing his heart as they try to declare his truth and it doesn't work that way it's not truth if it's if it's not representative of his heart and his nature even if it may be a true statement. Do we speak with both truth and love? In today's message from Pastor Robert, he teaches us the importance of being responsible representatives of the Lord. Whether we are speaking or listening, it's important we represent both the truth of God and the nature of His heart. We need both truth and love. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now, turn to chapter 4 of 1 Peter, and let's join Pastor Robert with part 4 of today's message. His love is the main thing. They were ready, but they weren't gullible. They didn't just take it. Oh, that makes, oh, yeah, I see that. No, they went home, and they read the book to make sure they weren't being lied to. Do you understand? That's just common sense. You know, as Christians, a lot of times, we don't want to judge. No, we don't want to judge, but neither do we want to be stupid. People will lie to you because there is still evil in our world. Not only that, but do you understand that that we pastors, none of us is yet perfected? I used to love Steve when he was a pastor of Kibiskane Presbyterian Church. One of his favorite expressions is, you know, I don't speak from Mount Zion. In other words, I make mistakes. I could be wrong about stuff. I'm doing the best I know how to do to be faithful to the scriptures. But you need to be able to catch me in my mistakes. You need to read the book for yourself. Even though I'm well-intentioned, even though I'm sincere, do you understand I can be sincerely wrong about details? We need to know. We need to be able to recognize. We, we need to be able to see, you know, faithful as listeners and as speakers. If you're speaking for God, be careful Be careful. Make sure you represent his heart as you present his truth. That's one of the critical mistakes that I see Christians make many times, not representing his heart as they try to declare his truth. And it doesn't work that way. It's not truth if it's it's not representative of his heart and his nature, even if it may be a true statement. Third point from 1 Peter chapter 4, found in the last part of verse 11. It says, if anyone ministers, let him do it as with the ability which God supplies, that in all things God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom belong the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Amen. What he literally says here, you know, the letter was written in Greek. So when you look at, you know, go to the dictionary, if anyone 
ministers. The word is diakonos, if anyone deacons. You know, we talk about having, the church has deacons. But he used it here in a verb form. If anyone deacons. All it means is if anyone serves. In any capacity, sweeping the floor, you know, going to visit somebody. I I, I hear all the time about how so-and-so went to so-and-so's house to help with this or whatever, doing it in the name of the Lord, doing it because this is a, you know, something Jesus wants you to do. He said, whatever you do, do it as with the ability which God supplies, that in all things God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. Now listen to me. What that means is that all of us who serve Jesus in any way, shape, or form should do it wholeheartedly, holding nothing back. When we first started the church, I, I remember we were just, I mean, literally just getting started. And, and for me, it was a scary thing. And you know, I had been working with Youth of the Mission for eight years. And Youth of the Mission required that you raise your own support, raise your own funding to be able to do it. I had worked hard over the course of eight years to build up my financial support budget to a point where I could get by. And we didn't have any extra money, but I could, I could get by. And now I'm going to walk away from all that. We're going to start the church and launch out on this. And as I've said before, I knew I wasn't qualified. I knew I wasn't capable of carrying it in the flesh, so to speak. You know, so I, I said to this little group of, of young men and women, less than a dozen, I said, I believe this is something that the Lord wants us to do. But I can't do this alone. If you're willing to do it with me, if you'll commit to it, I'll commit to it. And I'll walk away from you through the mission. We'll start a church together. We'll study the Bible together week after week. I'm not a Bible scholar, but we'll study it together. Are you willing? Yeah, we're willing to do it. I'm like, okay. And so we, we took that step. I resigned from Youth of the Mission. We applied to be affiliated with Calvary Chapel. And we rented a building using my personal financial support. And, and some of the guys started contributing. Some of this little group started contributing. We had enough money to go buy some sound equipment, a few things like that. You know, we're ready to start. So we get this thing going. A couple of months in, they're not showing up for stuff. And we weren't doing that much. Sunday morning and Wednesday night, you know. And, they, and I'm like, where, where, were you guys, where were you on Wednesday night? You know, I thought, well, Calvary Fort Lauderdale. I'm like, wait a minute. Are you committed to this or not? And one of the girls, only a couple of young women involved, and one of them said to me, you have to understand, you know, that it's natural that you would be more committed to it because you're the pastor. I said, no, 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 no. You have to understand I'm the pastor because I'm committed to it. And if you're not committed to it, I can go back to you through the mission tomorrow. And we'll stop this thing. We got a month-to-month lease. We'll, we'll drop. It's already paid. We'll drop it. I'll sell that sound equipment. And I'll go back to doing what I was doing before. I was having a great time. So... Either we are committed to this or not. Wholehearted, all in. That's what he's saying here, whatever you're doing. As with the ability God Almighty provides. See, far too often Christians have a wrong heart about it. Um, yeah, I'm helping out at church, but they, I mean, it's easy. You know, the dolphins are playing the Cowboys Sunday, so I mean, they'll get somebody else. Really? You're not just helping out at church. You're supposed to be serving Jesus. We're serving Jesus in Miami Beach together. We need to have that heart. And yes, I do it full time as your pastor, because not quite 25 years ago, I felt like he asked me to. And he confirmed it. I'm committed to it. So I do that. But see, what I'm saying is the fact that you're here right now. And I'm talking to those of you who, you know, you're, you come pretty regularly. You consider yourself part of the family. Well, then be all in. Wholehearted. Not in your commitment to Calvary Chapel Miami Beach. I'm talking about your commitment to him by serving in whatever capacity he has you serving. You guys hear my heart with this? You understand what I'm saying? I'm not saying, listen, please listen to me carefully. I'm not saying to any of you, you should be doing more than you're doing. That is not my message. But if you believe in your heart, 
that God has put you here? Why? Why? It's not all about you. He has a bigger reason than that. It's about the other people. What has he gifted you for? What is he calling you to do? Are you doing it with everything you are and everything you have? Or are you, are you trying to do like Moses? Well, no, I don't, I, I don't think. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 9, Paul said, We make it our aim, whether present or absent, to be well-pleasing to him. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may receive the things done in the body according to what he has done, whether good or bad. Knowing, therefore, the terror of the Lord, we persuade men. You hear what he's saying? He's writing to Christians. And he's saying, whatever we do, we, we want to do it in a way that, that pleases him. Because on, on judgment day, do you understand that Christians have a judgment day too? That we're going to stand before the judgment seat of Christ. And we're going to have to look him in the eye and say to him, well, yeah, I mean, I know, but the dolphins were playing the, the cowboys. I, I just think that's going to work well. Now, we know we're, we're all under grace. Absolutely. Absolutely. The judgment of Christians is about reward. You know, it's, a, it's about whether or not he's going to be smiling and say, well done. Enter into the joy of your father. Enter into the joy of your master. Or is he going to be looking at you with a tear coming out of his eye saying, I wish I had more for you. But yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Do you understand? We shortchange ourselves. Better to know the terror of the Lord when it comes to our service than to become complacent. So summing this up, be serious about your praying, watchful. There isn't a lot of time left. Number two, love one another fervently with everything that that entails. Serve Jesus by serving those for whom he suffered so much. And then last, represent him well. That's what you're here for. Now, the detail of that, how you fit into that, I don't, I don't know. You know how, the specific purpose for you, I don't know. But you're made to represent him. You're still here because he wants you to represent him in your world. Do it well. If you're in the position of listener, be sure you're listening to the right person, someone who's doing their best to represent his heart. If you're a speaker, it should scare you to death every time you get up in front of people. If it doesn't give you butterflies, you probably shouldn't be doing it. Because he says if you open your mouth as a representative of Jesus Christ, it should be as an oracle of God. And that's a huge responsibility. As our time with you today comes to a close, we'd like to thank you for listening to today's message on Main Thing Radio. We hope Pastor Robert's teaching has encouraged you personally and brought you a deeper understanding of your Savior. If you're in the Miami-Dade County area and you don't yet have a church home, we'd love to have you join us here at Calvary Chapel Miami Beach for our weekly services. You'll find our location and service times at MainThingRadio.com, as well as more about who we are as church. Right now, we'd like to take a moment and share how you can be involved in the future of Main Thing Radio. God is using ministries like this one to reach multitudes of people, and we feel so blessed to be a part of it. We'd like to ask you to join us in seeking God's will for our ministry. We'd also like to ask that you prayerfully consider supporting Main Thing Radio financially. For donations of $20 or more, we have a special thank you gift to send you. This month, we'll be sharing spiritual leadership, 
Principles of Excellence for Every Believer by J. Oswald Sanders. This book is a great tool for learning about how a person's God-given leadership skills are developed and how using them for God's glory will yield the greatest effects. For more information or to contribute, please visit MainThingRadio.com and click on Donate at the top of the page. Thanks again for listening today. Be sure to tune in again for more from God's Word right here on Main Thing Radio.